Welcome to Jim Rome's Big Head Bets, episode number eight. I am Jim Rome, and he is the loser. James Kelly. Well, at least he was last loser. week. I, <laughs> I point that out because, because well, well, James, it's true. Mm. You did lose last weekend. What's up, loser? You're a moron. A little harsh, a little harsh, Jim, but uh, I'll take it and own it, man. The morning session has absolutely given me the hands all season long, and I could not overcome it again. All right, so... You were a loser last weekend, and you show up this week sounding like shit. What is your problem, dude? <laughs> I don't know. I'm slamming the hot water and honey right now, so I should be good. No, like, you're not. You're not good. It's not working. Whatever like, it is you're like the doing, dude in Alberta it's not working. Yesterday, whatever his name was. Yeah. What happened? The guy from Alberta yesterday. I need just need oh, my water Sean. next to me. Sean, there you go. Yeah. But no, that he guy. he. Okay, we're, we're getting um, off the beaten path. All nervous, he wants so to do is come here. here and have a cup of coffee with me. You. Ne- never mind. Never mind. Always I need some green tea with you is what I need. Yeah, please. Always forward, never back. And you're still up for the year. You sound mm-hmm. like shit. Are you ready to try this? Hell yes. Let's do it. Okay, Denver v. Jacksonville. In London, they have not played yet, but Russell Wilson, who did not play last week, is already cringy as hell. Had once again letting everybody know that while his teammates were sleeping on the flight, he did several hours of rehab, walking up and down the aisle, mm-hmm. stretching it out. Now, whether or not it involved any of those ass sandos that he pimps, I do not know. If you think cringy is too much, all right, fine. You can just go with corny. Corny mm. as hell. That would apply, too. What is the number? Who you got? How you playing it? Jacksonville is a uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite here, but I'm actually riding with a cringy, candy-ass, whatever you want to call that guy, Russ Wilson and the Broncos here in the battle of two-and-five squads. I'm laying the minus two-and-a-half points here, and it has nothing to do with Russ. It's all about that Broncos D, Jim. They are the second in the NFL in points allowed, third in yards allowed per game, first in a yards attempted per attempt. They also have the best red zone defense in football, and that's where Jacksonville's offense struggles right there. The Jags average 371 yards a game, but they are 21st in red zone scoring. Also, Trevor Lawrence has been ass against pressure. Only Kyler Murray has struggled with pressure. Yo, more yo, yo, dude, real quick, real quick. You, mm-hmm. Just give him the picks, man. Enough of that podcast bullshit. Just we give him the picks. Down. We got to break dude, are this you, down. Are you, how many packs today are you up to? Like three oh, packs today? Marlboro Reds, I guess. I was just going like. to say Marlboro Reds. I knew it. I knew it. I was going to say that. <laughs> College days, Stop man. Stop taking my jokes, dude. I was going to say Marlboro Reds. I knew it. Filter, though. Filter. All filter here. Yeah, n- none of that camel non-filter. No, no. Ooh, too harsh. Too gnarly, right? right? There. No, no, no. That, that's how you sound. Go ahead. Finish the thought. Speaking of filters, Lawrence doesn't have one in pass protection, and this Bronco defense gets after him. They have 22 sacks this season. That's the most in the AFC. Now, if that cringy cat you were talking about or the moron head coach don't mess this up on the other side of the ball against a Jacksonville defense that hasn't created a turnover in the past three weeks, I like them here. Also, some really good numbers against the spread for the Broncos. The Jags are one in three in non-division games this season. Zero and two is a favorite, and two and eleven in their last thirteen, following a straight-up loss. I'm taking the most penalized team in football right here, the Denver Broncos, plus two and a half. All right, so Mike in Jacksonville, and for the rest of you, sorry for all that podcast bullcrap. But there's your pick. You finally got it. You just got to wade through it <laughs> to get the pick. To me, head the Broncos are the most disappointing team in the league, but the defense. To your point, the defense is solid. They're still tough to throw on. Patrick Sertan is still a freaking stud, and stud. they do get after the passer. That's the good news. The bad news, Russ is still corny as hell. And even worse, you know what I think? I think that Russ finally knows 
that he's this corny, and he's leaning into his inner corn, and he's trolling the hell out of all of us, which would take most of the fun out of it unless Geno Smith continues to outplay him, and then it's fun as hell. One more thought. (laughs) I'd say what's wild. The wild speculation that Nathaniel Hackett could already be coaching for his job. Wild. In week eight of his first season. Like, could this guy actually get blown out before Pervin Lyre was? Amazing. Now, people people do not hate Hackett the way they hate Pervin Lyre, but he's a buddy needs a night out, and who is Aaron Donald away from being as clueless as Pervin Lyre was last year? That said, I will take Hackett, Danger Cringe, and (laughs) the points involved. I'm with you on that one, right? Nice. Okay. Titans. Titans at Houston, for the record, I want to say, had, I think Mike Vrabel is a damn good coach. I just want to say that. I think he's a damn good coach. They just win. It's not always pretty. In fact, it usually isn't. But the Titans just win, and the Texans, well, they just lose, lose, lose. Titans minus two on the road. Are you laying the points or are you taking that home dog? Laying the points and taking your guy Vrabel here minus two. Ryan Tannehill's status uh, status is still not known right now, Jim. Status? 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 Yeah. He didn't practice again today, which is not good. All right, go ahead. He did not practice? Yeah. (laughs) Did did you say he did not practice? He did not practice on Thursday, but it's still too uh, early to tell if you'll play or not, but it doesn't matter. Derek Henry will be there, and as long as they have that guy, I like their chances against this Texans defense. The Texans cannot stop the run. They've let teams run for an NFL worst 164 yards per game, Uh and Henry is hot right now. Now, the only running back who has broken more tackles in the NFL this season than Derek is that Houston guy, Damian Pierce, the rookie, is really, really good. But, yeah, sorry, rookie. 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 Yes, the he's good. What the fuck is the matter with you, dude? Rookie. That's not hard. That's not like situational. That's situational. rookie. See, I said that one right. Yeah, but you couldn't handle Rook V. Rook E. Damian Pierce. He's really good. Rook but so e. is the Titans' run defense, Jim. The last three games, the Titans have had the best run D in football. Teams are running for only 48 yards a game. So it's going to come down to Mike Glennon Jr., i.e. Davis Mills here. We talked about it last week. He's much better at home than on the road. And at home, he's thrown 16 touchdowns and three interceptions in his career. Stick your neck out on that one, dude. He, I did too, right? Okay. So, <laughs> last <laughs> Alvy. Right on time, Alvin. But remember, last season the Texans did uh, beat the te- uh, Titans, so we got to watch that. But against the spread, both teams have some nice trends here. The Titans are 4-0 in their last four overall. The Texans are 4-0 in their last four via the AFC South. But let's go Titans, minus two in H-Town. All right, so you're starting to warm up a little bit. Speaking of dogs, speaking of dogs, mm-hmm. are you washing any yet? Still no. No, no. dogs yet. No. Okay, listen, I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want anybody telling me what to do with my money, so I would never tell you or anybody else what to do with their money. But let me ask you, mm-hmm. if the economy is as wrecked as it is, and mm-hmm. I know you track these things, Correct. dog, dog, should you really be dumping your money into washing dogs? <laughs> you have a big dump. Anything to bring in an extra revenue. Sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. Well, I just hope that your dog washing, quote, system is better than your game picking system. Let me ask you something. Why should I take my dog to you? What Mm. would you consider your separation as a dog washer? Actually, don't answer that. I'm fucking with you. Anyway, I'm not sure about Ryan Tannehill's status. You mentioned he did not practice today. He did have that bad wheel coming out of last week's game, but... 
I agree with you. I don't think it matters. Number one, we're talking about the Texans. Number two, we're talking about the King. Derrick Henry is back to trucking fools, rushing for 100-plus every single week for the last three weeks. Defensively, had the Titans just wrecked what was left of Matt Ryan's career. And damn, you beat me to it. I hate it. I was going to say, honorable mention to Texans running back Damian Pierce. Beast. I love the guy. He is a beast. I but love he cannot. Him. I love him. But he cannot put Davis Mills and the rest of the Texans on it. his back. There's a reason they have just one win, and that reason is they're not good. Give me the Titans. I'll lay the points. Nice. All right, here we go. Okay. Here's the big one. Mm-hmm. Your surrogate brother oh, yeah. and his brother. father in absentia, Lobster Jr. and Lobster Sr. I'm talking about your NFL heroes, the Shanahans. My heroes. For those who do not know, you love you, some Lobster Jr., his pop, and their purported schematic advantage over the entire planet that mm-hmm. is often emulated but rarely duplicated. Am I right, Head? Hell yes, you are, Jim. I know that was some That's very... Right. Heady vernacular for somebody like you, Head. But am I right? Yes, absolutely. I'm like the Kyle Shanahan of words, Head. Believe that, damn it. (laughs) All right, so Frisco punched them in the face already this season. Uh I will ask you the number because I already know how you're going to play this one because Mm -hmm. I know you love that family. The next time Mm -hmm. you go against that family will be the first time you go against that family. It's the Rat family, Albie. Come on. The family. Thank you. Boom. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get 200 bucks in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everybody can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt in and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code BIGBETS. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code BIGBETS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. All right, I already know who you're taking. What's the number? What's going on? Well, to be fair, I did go against the fam last when? week, Jim. When? Yeah. Last when? week no, against didn't. Kansas City. I won that game. You won that game. We yeah, yeah, we that did. Game. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I take it back. But, I stand corrected. Yeah. I'm back round on the lobster boat. What can I say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Back on the lobster boat here. Hitting the Niners minus one and a half for their home game in Los Angeles here. The level of offensive ass this Rams O has displayed, it's kind of flying under the radar, but it's really, really no, bad it's this not. year. No, it's not. They, look at their quarterback, dude. What's under the radar about that? Well, we've been talking a lot about Bacon and Rodgers and not a lot about Gofford lately. So, I don't know. A little bit Some, under the radar. Somewhat fair. Somewhat, somewhat fair. fair, right? This offense is down almost 10 points a game from last year. They are producing 65 less yards a game, and only Tampa Bay and Plump Lenny are rushing for less yards a game than the Rams' 70 yards Ooh. a contest. Plump Lenny? Fat Lenny. You, you just know. plump Lenny'd him. He's kind of plumpy. There we go. Plumpy. Right there. Yep. No, I, I don't think that Leonard Fournette deserves the fat alarm, personally. Mm. He truck your ass, dude. We'll see tonight. We'll check it out. Okay. But anyways, 
Also, they're without their best lineman now, and Joe Notebloom from an already ass unit they got, and they're going up against that one guy who's do, really pissed do, off. Do, by the way, I feel badly for that guy. I feel badly for that guy. No but boom. do they do they not lose their best lineman every single week now? Dude, every single freaking week have zero depth, and this one's really, really bad at left tackle for him. Oh, is that important, left tackle? Just a little bit for Gofford, right? right? A little bit for him, and especially when you see that Nick Bosa pissed off after allowing 529 yards of why, total he's, Why? He's not before. very good. No, not at all. Or dangerous. Not at all. No, no. Yes. But biggest thing with Stafford is pressure without blitzing him. The Niners don't need to do that because they don't blitz. And they had the second highest pressure rate in the NFL. Also add the fact the Niners offense with Christian last week put up a season high 440 yards um, in week one with Christian. So I love that part. The biggest problem for the Niners, though, along with G, obviously, is they can't catch the damn ball. Worst drop rate in football. I don't know what's going on there with Lobster Juniors, guys, but... Um, let's hope they'll fix that here. Against the spread, Sean McVay's hit um, on rest advantage is massive. It's a 62%. He has hit on his games. But against Big Bro Kyle, he is 8-3 and three against the spread against him. Let's go Niners, minus 1.5. You know, it's so interesting. Like, the damnedest thing, Frisco always beats the Rams, except mm-hmm. when it matters. Seven times in a row. <laughs> Seven in the regular season, Seven but not playoffs. last year. Yep. With the trip to the Super Bowl on the line, you know this. We all know that. Just as we know, that was then, this is now. Matthew Stafford has once again morphed into Matty Gofford. They cannot protect him. He's getting the crap beat out of him on the weekly. I, I seriously, Head, I'm afraid that Nick Bosa is going to do long-term irreparable damage to this cat on Sunday. Like, I'm not wishing that on anybody right. ever, mm-hmm. but have you seen Nick Bosa? Uh, a lot. Have you seen how porous that Ram offensive line is? A lot. Again, not to be crass, mm-hmm. but I can almost guarantee that the pro football doc and his crew will be diagnosing a Matthew <laughs> Gofford injury in-game as a result of Nick Bosa blasting him into next week from the sick Mission Command Center in San Diego. The Bat Cave, yes. All right. I don't fully trust Jimmy G, but given all the weapons around him, even if they can't catch the ball, to your point, they now have Christian McCaffrey. He can. Mm-hmm. I still trust him more than I trust Matty G. I will also take Frisco. And is it, what, did you say one point? I one and a half. One, one and, and a half. half. Yep. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Same thing. All right. Maybe so how about me. this next one? Mm-hmm. Bengals at Cleveland. If there's a guy that you like almost as much as your stepbrother, Lobster Jr., it's Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. I get that, man. Cool as shit. Absolutely mm-hmm. love this guy. He's bawling the hell out. He is doing historic bleep right now. You have to respect the way this guy gets down, just like you have to love the way the Browns lay down. Dude, have you ever seen a 2-5 and five team that could be 7-0? and oh? Because that's the Browns. <laughs> I keep thinking, hey, they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. Then they don't figure it out. Do they figure it out this week against the Bengals? They better not. Let's hope not, right? But uh, I guess that's which way you're going. Yeah. That's it. Could you imagine Joe Burrow if he had Kyle Shanahan to work with instead of Zach Taylor? Just throwing that no, out there. No, no. It would be absolutely amazing, right? He'd but, throw for 500 yards every single week. I know. He would, too, right? He but practically still does. He, Exactly right, Jim. And that's where I'm going with the Bengals right here. Laying the points here. The number is Cleveland Browns. uh, Three and a half point home dogs on Monday Night Football. But I'm going with Joe Burrow. He's hot. Since starting the season 0-2, he's completed 71% of his passes for 1,560 yards, 12 touchdowns to only one interception. And last week, in a clean pocket, he's never been 
uh, veteran throwing for 481 yards against the Falcons, and that sets up uh, a beautiful day, I think, here, as long as they can locate Miles Garrett, because outside of Garrett, they cannot rush the pass of the Browns. That's um, Joe Woods for you, everybody out there. The biggest concern, though, Yeah, dude, you is, could not think any less of Joe Woods than you already do. He's He almost gets in the pod every damn week, doesn't he? No, you, yeah. you always will jam, not, not even jam it in there. You just you hate that guy, essentially. It, it just lays hey, out hate my He might facts. be strong, but you, you don't respect him at all. Like, you no, think that you could do his job better than he can do his I job. I hate it. Yeah, I probably could, actually. I think I could. I, yeah. I doubt it, but I know you think you could. Hell yes, I think I could. Because you, I think, yeah. You, just like you think you can speak the language. Hell. You can't do that either. No, I can't do that. But um, I do have one concerning thing about this dude, offense. You know what you are, dude? You're a dog washer. That's what you are. A little bit, okay. except for this underdog. I'm not, I'm not, not taking the underdog here. You're not washing this dog. No, no, no. Ooh, no see no. what I did there? You're not washing this dog. No, no, no. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, what do you got? The home road split for the Cincinnati offense, a little concerning here. 446 yards yep, a game yep, at yep. home, second best in the NFL. On the road, 305 yards a game, hey, don't throw around. Best. Don't throw around phrases like home road split like you know what you're talking about, dude. They're they, important. They, they really helped us with I Glenn. I love when you throw around week. phrases like that. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, the worry, the Browns uh, running game, the Bengals got good prep last week on uh, angry Arthur F- uh, Smith. Is a Falcons team. They did a good job in holding those guys at 3.7 yards per carry. Against the spread numbers, this is the big one. Cincinnati's numbers are absolutely mind-blowing. They are hot. Let's hope that does not pop here. 10-1 in their last 11 versus the AFC. 8-1 in their last 9 road wow. games. 13-3 in their last 16 overall. They are beating people by an average of 5.9 points right now. Let's lay the three and a half in Cleveland. Go Cincinnati. All right, so I get that really quickly. Before I give you my thoughts or my pick, I want to say one thing about Joe Burrow. The amazing thing to me is, Mm -hmm. like, they're doing a better job now of protecting him than they did, but this dude gets hit. He still gets hit, and he still gets sacked. The amazing thing to me is this dude gets up every single time like nothing happened and makes plays. He's the, the, the real he's the he's he's the real package, man. He he carried the worst offensive line in the history of football to the Super Bowl last year when most people cannot do that and he's tough as nails. He's he's the he's, he's the entire tougher. Package. He's tougher than that. Like this dude just gets up from oh. everything. So there's something about the Browns that I just can't quite put my finger on. Mm-hmm. Oh yes I can. They're not smart. That's what it is. They're dumb. They're dumb. dumb. You know what's dumb? Asking Jacoby Brissett to try to perform any sort of football act or move, especially with the ball, other than turning and handing it to Nick Chubb. I mean this. No offense to Brissett. Of course, mm-hmm. whenever you say no offense to somebody, somebody's about to get offended. Yeah. But no offense to Brissett. But when this guy no is under center, why do they even have a playbook? Right. All this guy needs is a wristband with like eight plays on it. All runs for Chubb. You run this stud 30 times a game, every single game, and you get the hell off the field. I literally don't care what the score is. Head up a touchdown, down four touchdowns, give the ball to Chubb. If you think that's out of line, you're wrong. However, if you think that I'm getting too carried away and that line of thinking doesn't work, fine. Fine. Don't give it to Chubb every single play of the game. Let Kareem Hunt run it four or five times a game. But whatever you do, do not let Brissett throw it even once. Not even once. But given that that purported genius, Kevin Stefanski, hasn't figured that out by week seven, there's no reason to believe that he's going to now either. I will take the Bengals to cover. I feel pretty strongly about that, dude. I really do. It's scary. It's it's side. like we did against the Patriots Monday night, right? It seems pretty damn obvious right here. The, the one, well, no, I, yes, 
Yes, the ones that we feel most strongly about, we always get our asses kicked on. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I just feel strongly about? Why would you not give the ball to Chubb every single play of the Why game? I'm not even kidding, dude. Let him carry it 40 times. Even if they have 10 in the box, just give it to yes. him. Who cares? I yes. agree. I, I agree. They still, yep. That gives you a better chance for a positive play than Jacoby Brissett making any decision any, anytime mm-hmm. throwing it. All right. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. I know you know about it because the second I got mine and I started talking about it, people were rushing up on me like they knew. They wanted to talk about it. It's because the egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. I'm telling you, you can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. Yes, try a pizza on the egg. It will amaze you. It works. It's incredible. So stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. It gets old. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs, too. Listen to me. Roll with an authentic big green egg. It is a ceramic marvel. It's backed by a lifetime warranty. That's right, a lifetime warranty. It is simple to light, it is easy to use, it works without a power source, you don't have to plug anything in. So with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. How cool is that? And it makes a great gift. And they've got two models that are perfect for tailgating. The best part is you can have it delivered right to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's how I did it. It was an awesome experience. That's BigGreenEgg.com. And yes, you will thank me later. Vikings, Arizona. Now, I almost think, Head... I almost think, Ed, because you pushed me on this one, mm-hmm. I almost think that you're messing with me in pushing me to put this one on the list because mm-hmm. the Vikings always cost me dough. You know that. Mm-hmm. I have this inexplicable and unreasonable loyalty to the Cardinals, which you also know, mm-hmm. and that cost me dough. Mm-hmm. It's like you're fucking with me. Head, <laughs> are you fucking with me? <laughs> I don't like it when people fuck with me. Are you doing that? Maybe just a little bit here. All right, so what's your yeah. number, man? What's your number? How are you playing this? I know you love your Vikings, so I always got to put them on the list for you. Here, yeah, Denver. I don't. Yeah. Like, I, I want to, but I lose money every time I play them. The number is Minnesota minus 3.5 at home here. I'm laying the 3.5 and, and going Minnesota here, so maybe you'll join me on this one as well. This should be high-scoring, Jim. The, inter, uh, the Arizona secondary can't cover and they can't tackle. They allowed an NFL-worst 1,112 so, yards. So why does the secondary need to cover or tackle? Just a little, just just kind of important, right? When you're playing Justin Jefferson, yeah, you know guys. it all, dude. You, yeah, I know. You, you invented the game of football, didn't you, Head? I'm just explaining stuff to people, and I kind of right. did invent okay. the game of football. All right, go ahead. And when you allow 1,112 yards after the catch already, this this you can't, fast yeah, but you, you can't play. You can't play defense and lead with the crown of your helmet, dude. Your head is so big. You you didn't invent football. Oh, you can't dude. play football. The head that they don't make helmets big enough for your head, dude. I actually customized the helmet when I was in third grade. Right, personal appearances are not shed. pod fodder. Personal yeah. appearances are not fa- pod fodder. I retract that. I take that back. Okay. Unhear also, that. Unhear I got that. more stuff on that Arizona defense. Please, go ahead. Okay. They have the NFL worst. Uh, they allow 45.8% of their drives ending in an offensive score this season. That's worse than freaking Detroit right now. Mm. 
So, But to be fair, Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins should light up that Vikings defense as well. No team allows more yards per attempt passing than the Vikings do right now. Minnesota also has the worst red zone defense in football, giving up touchdowns at an 80% clip down there. So that's not good. But what kills Arizona? We've talked about it all year. It's their slow starts. In NFL worst, .9 points per game. They're scoring on offense in the first quarter. And on defense, there's bad. They rank 32nd in the NFL in allowing 6.9 points in the first quarter. (laughs) (laughs) What we call that, Jim, is the uh, Wendy Williams factor right there, blowing it out of both ends, though. Right there. Bad. Minus three and a half. It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. That's you, you got that in, didn't you? I got it in. Yeah, I don't know what that did for any of us, but you got that in. Are, are you done with that? Yeah, I need some water. Yeah. All right. No, you, you get some water. Thank you. Like that caller did the other day. Mm-hmm. So the Vikings, they're coming off I a bye. And on. to me, they're not world beaters. Kirk Cousins has not been what he's been in the past, but I like them more than I like the cards, and here's why. Let me tell you why. JJ. JJ! 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 Justin Jefferson. That's pretty much it. And Dalvin Cook. And I do like Minnesota's pass rush. And I like the fact that at some point, Head, mm-hmm. Cousins is going to remember that he does have Adam Thielen on his team and he mm-hmm. can actually get him the ball too. Yep. I think this is the week that he remembers that. And while I do think that Kyler Murray is a much different player with DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, mm-hmm. I think that trying to force D Hop the ball. 30 times a game is not the best idea. And I'm not sure what's worse, that Andy Dalton had four touchdown passes against the Cards last week or that the Saints passed it 49 times and the Cards did not sack him even once. Tie for last, Mm -hmm. add it all up. Yes, I will join you on this one. The Vikings finally, finally are going to get me paid. I'm on the same page. All right, so every week you and I are not on the same page on one or two. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling this might be it. You got Pats minus two and a half at the Jets. The hood was the center of controversy all week long mm-hmm. because of the way he handled his two young quarterbacks as Chicago came in, had him beat the hell out of the hood, the liquor, the pencil, <laughs> the leader of men, and the rest of them in prime time. Mm-hmm. And yes, the hood handled that situation as if he were Matt the Pencil or Joe Judge himself that badly. Mm-hmm. Question is, has he done irreparable damage or can he turn this thing around and fix it in New York? Who you got? I'm going hood here. I'm laying the two and a half points here in New York. Let's go hood. Um, you damn well know that liquor kid of his been sleeping out. Are you back laying points night. or are you getting points? I'm laying points. Okay. I'm, yeah. Patriots are favored. Two and a half points here. There you yeah. go. The liquor kid. Out back all week, Jim, with Nike. It was a pretty good joke. I just said it. You missed it. But, hey. Oh, I didn't miss it. I just didn't think it was funny. <laughs> I got it, dude. Uh, the fact that they were embarrassed by Chicago <laughs> and with the Jets losing Like Brees most Hall. of your shit, I didn't find it very amusing. Dude, I got it's it. a good joke, man. Yeah. Okay. If you say so. Not a joke, though, Not that uh, Jets offense without Brees. Dude, that guy is damn good. And Yeah, I hate that. Oh, it's horrible. He's a big-time player. I feel badly for him. That, that, that was too bad. It is, too. He's averaging 5.8 yards per carry and 11.5 yards per catch out of the backfield. Also, the Jets lost their best lineman this week, too, Elijah Vera Tucker. I think all of that sets up horribly for Zach Wilson and getting exposed against the face lickers D. That can actually create turnovers. It's the fifth best in the NFL in taking the ball away. Of course, 
There's that um, Mac Jones factor for the Patriots. He's been complete ass and protecting the football, and so is their offense. Only the Rams have a higher percentage of their drives ending in an offensive turnover than the Patriots do What's right up, now. Did you hear Rachel in there? I love Rachel. Me too. I miss Rachel. Yep. Rambo in Houston. Loved her. Hey, Anyways, hey, hey, uh, my hey, bad. hey. My bad. Yep. Hey, that was a good email hey. back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Oh, excuse me. My bad. <laughs> okay. Against the spread numbers, the Jets bad, have covered their past four games, but the Patriots, they're 7-0 and in their last seven following a double-digit loss at home. And straight up here, that. Jim. They've beaten the Jets 12 straight times. I love New York's D, but I'm just not buying that O. Pats, minus two and a half Interesting. in New you York. Interesting. You almost, okay, you almost talked me off. It almost, because I'm going the other way. Like, hey, okay. By the way, one more thought about Belichick. Mm-hmm. He insists that that was his plan. All right, all right. <laughs> if embarrassing and turning the fan base against your second-year quarterback, who was trying to come back from injury, who made it to the Pro Bowl last year, and getting embarrassed by the Bears was your plan? All right, fine. I accept that. That was your plan. Then it's the worst plan ever. It says here they're not going to get right. You almost talked me off this, but Mm -hmm. you didn't. I'm going to take the Jets just as long as they do what they've been able to do and they do not ask Zach Wilson to win that game for them. They should be just fine. In other words, get after the quarterback, let their stud corners continue to make plays, and pound it out on the ground. Yes, Losing Brees Hall sucks, really sucks, but having James Robinson to replace him is not a bad thing at all. I'm actually, I can't believe it, I'm actually buying the Jets at 5-2. and two. I'm buying in. I think the Hood had one of the worst weeks I've ever seen that guy have. I'm going to go against you on this one. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'll do that in Home dog chalk, right there. Chalk, Home chalk, dog. chalk. Chalk will like that. Mm-hmm. Chalk will like that. All right, finally, one more. We're not there yet. One more. The Lions, love that song. How, Best dude, song how, how lucky is that dude to have a theme song like that? Dude, I wish I was. Actually, I do. He and the Monster Kid. Yeah. He's the Monster Kid. Yeah. I love it. Smart, man. They're smart. He and the Monster Kid. He and his, he and his first cousin, Billy Donovan. Very, dude, very smart, dude. People. They're smart. Yeah. They're both smart, dude. Yeah. All right, so the Lions are at home against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wanted to love the Lions overall. I did love Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins until Tua unfortunately got his dome, bounced off the turf a few times, and then needless to say, some of the shine came off it after that. So it's kind of an interesting matchup, if anything, because, well, like, they never play each other, right? When was the last Mm -hmm. time? I haven't looked this up. It just feels like the Lions and Dolphins. That's weird, right? Lions and Dolphins? Yeah. All right, so who do you like here? I'm going to go with the maniac, Dan Campbell, here. I think a lot of people are giving him the Coach Ritt treatment here, but Dan isn't going to tap Jim. I'm going to take him as the home dog, Lions, plus three and a half. The problem with Detroit is that um, complete mud cap of a defense. Like, across the board, completely mud calf, dude. Like, they're really, really what bad. That? What does that even mean, mud calf? Um, Rhea, like, that part. That I mean, they allow 412 yards per game. Their run D is 31st in the league. I don't even understand why. Never mind. Keep going. Just go. Just go. a good analogy, dude. It's not a good analogy. They allow the second worst yards per pass in the NFL as well, and they're 29th in red zone. Again, Mudcalf. Alvin, stop. Alvin, sound it, man. Thank you. But... We're going with them because their offense. They're not that bad. Their dude, offense dude, is putting a, a up. podcast of flatulence is not going to inspire sponsors. You're if we put it welcome. down in the seventh game, I feel, maybe, you know, <laughs> it will. <laughs> if we put it down in the seventh game, I feel maybe it will. 
Yeah, because there's going to be a really nice sponsor who says, you know what I like about that podcast? Mm-hmm. I like the way James Kelly goes on and on about diarrhea in the seventh game. It's kind of cool the way they bury that lead, diarrhea. the lead I, being diarrhea. I know, and I yeah, did no, drop Yeah, no, no sponsor's ever going to say that. I've done this a long time. I didn't drop the Arvelowski, the guy that ran out of the end zone there in that Monday Night Football booth. I didn't drop that one. I was going to, but I didn't hear. <laughs> what did you just call him? Arvalovsky? Is that what you just called him? No, the guy who ran out of the end zone. Yeah, I know who the guy is. What did you just call him? Arvalovsky? I think, I think you called him Arvalovsky. Okay. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, not, not even in the same area code, dude. Not even in the same universe. Dan Arvalovsky. Okay, yeah. Well, Arvalovsky. Uh, St. Louis Bat. Mitch Trubisky. Yep, so yeah, add that one, Alvin, if you need to. But. <laughs> yeah, well, he already has. Trust me. <laughs> Point is here, Jim. This offense is a lot better than Dan's was because this one is putting up nearly Dan. 400. Wait, 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 wait to slip Dan in there, dude. That was pretty I sly. Can't miss, I can't miss that name up, right? Miss, mess, whatever. Oh, jeez. You this, are a mess, dude. I am. But this offense isn't. My point, 400 yards a game almost are putting up. They rank fourth in yard per play at 6.1. Also, they are fourth in yards per rush, and they might get DeAndre Swift back. They're also third best in the entire NFL in the red zone. And outside of that Patriots game, they've been playing teams very, very hard. It just comes down to that Goff guy. If he cannot turn the damn ball over, they could win this game. The one game he did against the Commanders, they won the football game. Also, against the spread, numbers look really, really good for Detroit here. 6-1 and one in their last seven, 7-1 seven in their last eight after scoring less than 15 points in their previous games. And the Maniac is 7-2, and two, hitting on 77% There's of his games as a home underdog as the Lions head coach. Detroit, home dog, plus 3.5. Yeah, that's really curious. I mean, I think if you look at the big picture, those numbers do make sense. But I'm looking at what's happened of late. And of late, the Miami secondary actually looks much better of late. Mm -hmm. And of late, Jared Goff has looked like, well, Jared Goff. In fact, very Goffish in the last two games. That's my worry. No TDs. You Mm -hmm. should be worried. Three (laughs) INTs. The Miami secondary did number last week on Kenny Pickett. And the way things have gone of late... I'm not sure that regulation-sized hands golf is any better than tiny hands picket. <laughs> and I don't know about you, dude. I, I just don't mm-hmm. trust the Lions. Like, mm-hmm. I like them, mm-hmm. but I don't know how you can trust them. They're entertaining, but to me, they have not taken that next step under Dan Campbell. They don't finish. They don't win. I don't trust them. It's to a second game back. I expect, I'm not a doctor, much less a neurosurgeon, but I expect that his head has cleared. I think he'll get back to chucking it to Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle will get his. You know they're going to run it on them. You know they can. And then the Lions will do what they do. They'll make it fun. They'll compete some. Then they'll get beat. I will take Miami. I'm fine laying the points. I mean, it's just money, right? That's it. And if it's just money, I'm not betting it on Detroit. The Lions, that is. All right, we're going against each other there. Yes, we are. So run it back for me, head, and make it good, all right? I don't want to break out back next week at the top of the pod when I introduce you. You know that song. I do. Loser. I've been I don't want to do that. You're allowed to have a bad week, an off week. Let's let's reverse that trend here. The seven games we're going with, Denver plus two and a half versus Jacksonville. The Titans minus two at Houston. The Niners minus one and a half, really, in you know home game in Los Angeles form against the Rams. The Minnesota Vikings minus three and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. Patriots minus two and a half at New York Jets. Detroit plus three and a half 
versus Miami and Joe Burrow and his Bengals minus three and a half on Monday Night Football at Cleveland. We're on to Cincinnati. Hey, really quickly, did you say the Niners effectively had a home game against L.A. in L.A.? Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you're not wrong. That makes my point about right. how Frisco hates our guts and we don't give a damn about them. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter. They're going to come down here and own that entire stadium like everybody else does. And then when it matters, they'll probably get beat, but it won't matter. Intercepting one one dropped interception, and wow. Ugh. Yeah, but that's what happened. I know. All True. right, Head, listen, dude, get right. get Take care of your pipes. You got through it. Have yourself a weekend, and I will check you soon. Thanks, Jim. Let's make some All right, Head, nice job. Thank you very much. I appreciate you grinding that out once again. And you know, Big Head, I will be blowing you up this weekend. And then I will see you right back here next week. Now we go to the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow. The doc was formerly the team doctor for the Chargers. He is the man behind the burgeoning empire that is Sports Injury Central. Full disclaimer, I have invested in the company. I am on the advisory board. It's because I believe in the company. I believe in the product. And the doc, per always, is going to have some additional data to help you make your picks this week. Doc, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Looking forward to an exciting Thursday night game and another slate of games this weekend. Well, there you go. You're coming off a big week, actually. In fact, you were 3-0, 3-0 on this very pod last week with your picks. So hopefully the listeners took advantage of all the free picks that you offered up on the site last week. Now, while they're not free this week, we will let them know how to access the site momentarily. Yeah, you know, uh, they're injury-based picks, right? We knew San Francisco had a lot of injuries. Even though Trent Williams was coming back, he wasn't 100%. Even though Javarius Ward was playing, he wasn't 100%. Same with Nick Bosa. And that's why we like the Chiefs. It's purely off of the injury algorithms that we have. And for the site at six scored sick picks, the other thing that we do is the burgeoning industry of uh, props, player props. And with injuries, there are advantages to be had with player props as well. All right, so I like all that stuff. Let me ask you about the game in London. You've got the Jags and you've got the Broncos. The big head and I did hit on that, but it's always interesting to see what your thoughts are as well. In fact, that is your three-star pick of the week. What is the sick differential here, and then what is your lean? Well, there's a double-digit sick team health score differential favoring the Jags. By and large, the Jaguars, the quote home team in London, are the much healthier side. Denver has a lot of issues, and they go beyond Russell Wilson. Defensive issues and some offensive line issues as well. And Russell Wilson, look, there's no such thing, Jim, as a one-week hamstring strain. Uh, If he couldn't play last week due to the hamstring, there's no way he's 100% this week. Look, could he play this week? Yeah, he's angling to play. But he cannot be the same mobile Russell Wilson rolling out of the pocket, et cetera, he'll be somewhat limited if if he does indeed play. And it looks like he may try to. So that's what we factor into some of the uh, six score analysis with the panel of NFL team positions. You see, Doc, this is why I love having you on. This is what's so interesting because Russ, of course, Russ is saying, quote, I'm ready to rock. Russ was the guy who said, I took advantage of that long flight over there, and I got in at least four hours of rehab (laughs) on the airplane. Hey, by the way, Doc, according to your experience and background, can you get any real rehab done in the air? 
Well, I saw that. I mean, I guess he was doing high knees when when other people were asleep and so forth in the aisle. Look, it is a 747 you fly over there. And I've been over there with the Chargers when we played the Saints in the second year of London games. And there's plenty of room to spread out. And, you know, they do make a mini training room among some of the uh, seats. But, uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. Like, uh, you know, you can eight hours on a flight isn't going to change it either way. It is common for guys to like, do some stim and ice on a flight, et cetera. I'm not sure that high knees in the aisles have been uh, done. <laughs> Great. All right. So you got the Vikings and the cards. They're another matchup that the head and I hit on. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this. What is the sick differential here? And how does it relate to the spread in the game? How do you see that matchup Vikings and cards? Well, you know, if you look at the field view at Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com, and you click on it, the Vikings offense and defense, they're all green. They're all basically healthy, whereas the Cardinals have a lot of issues, recent O-line issues. James Conner hopefully will be back. You know, obviously wide receiver issues, but they do get uh, DeAndre Hopkins back. There's a few defensive issues. The injury report for the Cardinals so far early in the week here is quite long. The Vikings is quite short. So, Look, when it's a quarterback or star running back or wide receiver injured, the line reflects it. When it's uh, depth issues and line issues and linebackers, it's not always reflected. So we would lean towards the Vikings as the healthier squad. I get it. The Cardinals played well in the last game uh, with DeAndre Hopkins coming back and put up some points. Maybe it's worth a look as an over game as well, since they're putting up points now, as well as the Vikings. Interesting. All right, so one more game I want to ask you about. You got Philadelphia, and they're the last unbeaten team in the NFL. The Steelers are, well, they're not exactly the Steelers that we've come to know. Anything can and will happen in the league still week to week. So what does the algorithm say about that matchup? There's no question anything can happen, Jim, right? Last week, week seven, what did we have? We had Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers going down to two former XFL quarterbacks, P.J. Walker and Taylor Haneke, right? I mean, it was George Costanza opposite day kind of, you know, last week. Right. So anything can happen here. However, the Eagles are the healthier side over the Steelers. They still don't have T.J. Watt, the Steelers. They have various other health issues, penny kick. Kenny Pickett will be at quarterback. The Eagles are healthy. Not only Eagles mostly healthy, they got Robert Quinn, and they're coming off a well-rested bye. Look, sometimes you look forward to a bye when you're not winning. But when you're undefeated, you don't even want the bye. You can't wait to come out of the bye to play. Now, I never played, but I experienced it with teams in the NFL for two decades. The Eagles are chomping at the bit to play, and they're the healthier side, and they've added some talent. So that's why the well-rested and healthier team here might be the play. All right. So, Doc, once again, the site. The site is free, but the picks are not, and you are having another big year. As I mentioned, we gave away the picks for free last week. The ones that you had on this podcast last week, you went 3-0 and with. So the site is free. The picks are not against the spread. Where do the listeners go to access the site? And then on top of that, once they get there, where do they find this week's sick picks? Uh, at Sports Injury Central. SICscore.com. You can do your own analysis with the field views. All the scores are out there. But for those who want the shortcut, just click on the Sick Picks tab and you can get it. Hopefully your listeners enjoyed it last week. Another winning week. It was the seventh straight winning week that we've had. And we do give out some free picks uh, every now and again. The the free picks have actually been very hot. The most the most recent string of free picks is actually 5-0. and oh, And that's free to anyone that goes to the site. 
but you know, I'll, I'll talk to Craig, the boss, and maybe we'll help out listeners again and do something else for, uh, for your uh, loyal clones and listeners. I love that doc. And by the way, they do like a shortcut. I get that all the time. There's always one idiot every single week. that will hit me up with, Hey Rome, just give me the picks. Give me the picks. I don't need that podcast bullshit. Just give me the picks. I'm like, Oh, great. Yeah. They love a <laughs> shortcut. Anyway, doc, thank you very much. Appreciate the Intel. Have a tremendous weekend. I'll run you down next week too. Thank you, Jim. And as for the rest of you, we are looking to bounce back. We win together and we lose together. Either way, we are family. Unless you're looking to fade us and then you lose on your own. You commiserate by yourself. Either way, I respect you and appreciate you very much for stopping by. And as I just mentioned, not saying shit to the head and eye about how we should, quote, just give you the picks and never mind all that podcast stuff. We are here to give you our picks, but you do have to deal with all that podcast stuff if you want to get them. So if you like what we're doing, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a nice, fat five-star review. And frankly, well, if you hate what we're doing, I am man enough to accept that as well. Just make sure you leave a five-star review nonetheless. And thank you very much ahead of time for doing that. Everybody get down. Let's have an amazing weekend. And I will see you next time right here on Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. 